science and making us sung. Rob a cushion, tap they did drum. I ain't DOC, but that's the formula. Cartier is cut to cover the cornea. Pineapple, cush, that's aroma. Her with vegetables like cornucopia. With fruit like the garden eating. The eyes are eating. Especially when your boy is speaking. When I'm thinking, I ain't inking. But somehow, some way the words sinking. That's fruit for thought. I spit fire when the thoughts spark. Ghost writer for high if you need support. I got lies so dope, you don't need to snort. Welcome back to ES3N, the Essential Sports Network, hosted by three essential workers. With me, as always, are my brothers from another mother, my partners in crime, Richie Dubairs Dundell and Markilio Logic Atkins. Uh, guys, just before we jump into it here today, before we get into it, guys, we got a great Great list of stuff coming on you. We're going to talk a little bit about the Dodgers. Of course, we know they won the World Series. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the MLB. Rosters turn it over. We're even going to hit you with our all-time Dodgers franchise team. But first, I want to tell you about something all this is cool, folks. I mentioned it last week, but here at ES3Ed, we are doing our very own giveaway. Remember, there's no purchase necessary for this giveaway. As I've said before, I've cleaned out some of my memorabilia. We're talking baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards, autographs, etc. And in honor of the Dodgers World Series, we here at ES3Ed are giving away some of that baseball memorabilia. And I thought I would start off with our own World Series player, a great World Series player in his own right. We're going to give away a 1970. Robin Yount Tops rookie card. That's right, a 1975 Robin Yount Tops rookie card right here on ES3N. This is how it works. The ES3N giveaway post, right? It's going to be, you're not going to be able to miss space. It's going to say giveaway in bright letters on it. We'll go up on Saturday, November 7th. That's this Saturday, November 7th, probably right after this episode. You need to go to our Instagram account. That's at the ES3N. That's at T-H-E-E-S, the number three N, right? Follow us there. All right, you want to go to that, you want to find that post, and then you want to tag five friends in that post. That's right, take five friends in that post, follow the link in that post, listen to the new episode, and bam, just like that, you're going to be entered to win our drawing for a free Robin Yount rookie card. Again, there's absolutely no purchase necessary. Just tag your five friends, listen to the podcast, and on Tuesday, November 24th, just in time for Thanksgiving holiday, at midnight, we're going to close that up, right? That's Tuesday, November 24th. We're going to stop all entries, and we're going to randomly select an entry from our Instagram submissions, right? That person will get themselves a 1975 Tops Robin Yacht rookie card. Again, no purchase num- no purchase necessary. You must live in the U.S. We are not shipping this thing to Outer Mongolia. <laughs> Mongolia? Uh, Mongolia. And you will have one week to answer our dire- direct messages to secure your prize. We are not going to mail it out to you. Uh, uh, the, but we, we want to mail it out to you, but we're not going to spend a month tracking you down. Make sure to check out the Instagram messages come November 25th. We will mail that out to you and just as soon as you have your just as soon as we have your info. And just like that, 1975. Robin Yount tops rookie card courtesy of the ES3N. Again, we'll mention this again at the end of the show, but follow us on Instagram, tag five friends, and get yourself eligible for that giveaway. Gentlemen, with that, I know it was long. I know it was drawn out, but it's only because I'm excited to give some stuff away. But the Dodgers win the, win the World Series, first one in 30-plus years. L.A. erupts. It's, it's L.A.'s 
year of jubilation. 2020 was awful to everybody, but apparently, LA, it's because to become the HOBA championships, the bring home the, the, the NBA championship, and now they here are with the World Series trophy. I mean, God, is there a higher achievement? Is there something else the Dodgers have yet to do? Yeah. Um, win a couple of them. I mean, it's one thing to win one, but as much as they've been winning here, as much as they've gone to the World Series here uh, over the last five years, uh, I, I think if you asked you know, guys who'd been there, I think if you asked Bellinger, I think if you asked Kershaw, I think if you asked Jensen, they'd be telling you, this should be our second, third, fourth one uh, of, the, of the basically from 2011 on to 2020. Uh, I think they would think that they've got robbed on a couple. They did get robbed on one, uh, evident by why A.J. Hinch is no longer with the Astros. Conversation we can have later, but uh, I think we we kept alluding to it. This is one of, if not the single most collect group of talent. I, I, I think you can put this up against any roster in the history of Major League Baseball. Just when you talk about pure talent in, in the young youth that these guys have, it, this they now have to understand this is going to be an expectation. One is not enough. Certainly, I think they're going to ice it up as well. Um. Uh, I agree, man. When you when you think of LA and the amount of talent that they have, the only thing that kind of seems synonymous is the word dynasty. If they can keep everyone together, because top to bottom, and I mean, man, you, when you think of just holes in anyone's armor it's not any holes there man it's not any well, holes in that game right, not right well, now uh, offensively right, right and now. defensively but i mean and when i say that i'm sorry Al, I, I didn't mean to cut you off on there brother because i i want to use this to kind of roll into the rest of what we we're going to talk about here today which is you know they're set up for it right now they're getting ready to have some glaring holes right turner huge yeah. piece doesn't uh, right about yep. to say justin turner heard huge piece Free agency uh, is looming for him, and things are just getting started here uh, in that area, guys. I want to talk about some of the transactions that have already occurred, right? Uh, you know, we'll start with our own Milwaukee Brewers. You know, Ryan Braun, um, you know, his contract's up. No more of him paying him $18, 20000000 million a year. Gamble, Grico, Sogarden, uh, Healy, all gone. Uh, all haven't been offered contracts. I think the only one I think we're really going to see back there uh, will be Ryan Braun, and that's only if the Adel adopts the designated hitter rule. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a tricky situation because I do think, you know, even though he opted for free agency, uh, if if the National League doesn't adopt the DH and I had to pick one of the four I would think Gamble would be back as the fourth outfielder. He would be the one that I would pick, being a left-handed hitter, something the Brewers have traditionally not had a lot of. They have more now, um, and Yelich. But I think Gamble would be the one that, that would come back. But like you said, Chris, if the NL adopts the designated hitter, one, I don't see Ryan Braun racing to sign a deal with another team, having spent his whole career here. The only the only place I see him going is a Yankees, a Boston, a Dodgers to chase the ring. That's the only thing I see. Well, that's a, that's actually one of the things I was going to go there for you, Richie. Is you know there is that California Dodgers connection there. The Dodgers most definitely 
have the designated hitter. But I know Marquilio, you and I, and I know Richie and I have talked about it there. Ryan Braun, you're right, has had an incredible career here. And he has been one of those few players that has spent the majority of his career here. Marquilio, I mean, you know Ryan Braun. You've watched him his entire career here at home. Do you think he goes elsewhere at this point in his career? Or is it the Brewer? Is it the, I re-sign with the Brewers as a designated hitter if the National League adopts it? Or does he take his glove and go home? I think um, Milwaukee is really, for his professional career, all he's known, all he's really, you know, uh, his whole understanding of baseball and his history is here in Milwaukee. And I think that's kind of the legacy that he wants to leave. Um, I think if it's it's the possibility of him going anywhere, it would be someone – be somewhere as prestigious as, you know, the Yankees organization. Um, that's where everyone comes back. They always come back to the Yankees and the Lakers, those type of organizations, or even someone like the possible Dodgers. But in, I think that the, the the MLB is going, hopefully the designated hitter will come into effect and we'll see more of Ryan Braun because um, I, I would love to see a few more years because I think he got a couple more years left in him, I, I, you know, I don't think he'll choose to play anywhere, but I think he definitely has the ability to play. Maybe not at the level he was playing three years ago, but he he can definitely come and contribute to another team. No doubt, no doubt. Now, we've talked a little bit about the Dodgers, and I wanted to kind of use that Ryan Braun L.A. connection to transfer over to to the Dodgers that move right over to the other side of that World Series, right? Is Tampa Bay declined the options on Martin uh, Zanino, a couple of guys there, Richie. You're our you're our resident Tampa Bay expert. What's going out of the Bay, and what effect is this going to have on their chances for next year? Yeah, well, I, I think when you look at Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is always the team who's going to sign someone to a cheap money deal. They're going to get a couple years of it, and then they're going to start declining options. They're a team that they use options more so than guaranteed contracts, probably more than anybody, just because their payroll has been so low. And so this is the typical typical Tampa Bay move. Uh, they've gotten two years now out of Charlie Morton. They got one year out of Mike Zunino. It, it just, they were able to get there, but I think you're going to see them go out and get somebody that's going to be in this similar mold. Uh, I think uh, Perez, who's the young catcher, in Tampa Bay, they saw him, his bat at least, stepped up for them in the World Series as he had hit a couple extra base hits there. I think they're going to go more that direction than the defensive-minded Zunino. And Tampa Bay is just known for pitchers. You think about some of the pitchers that over the last, what, 12 years since Joe Madden got there, a lot of them start in Tampa Bay. You talk about David Price. You talk about Chris Archer. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Snell. But a lot of these great pitchers win Cy Youngs in Tampa Bay. They move on. They bring in somebody else. It, it's just the Tampa Bay way. Um, I, I, this isn't going to have a huge impact. As I get, they have Snell yet. They have Glasnow yet. This right. is just they've Tampa got a, Bay. They've got an Tampa excellent Bay. young core pitching staff. Tampa Bay kind of remind me of like the version of New England. It's one of those yes. teams that's never going to. They're not going to overpay you at all. And they're just gonna they're gonna utilize you for what they can utilize you for, and you got to utilize them, which you can utilize them for. To I mean, it almost seems like the foundation that they've laid for their team, right? Is it's always even since their foundation, it was like, hey, we could absolutely manufacture our way to a World Series. 
<laughs> yeah, and and they use the miners. Yeah, and they use the miners just as good as anyone. But as we talk about pitchers, the one team that we constantly keep seeing names leave in terms of pitching is the Cleveland Indians. They were just in the World Series a couple years ago when they lost to the Cubs, and it has basically that entire pitching staff and bullpen is just being turned on its head. Uh, the Indians declined Brad Hand, a name that I would love to see the Brewers throw their their ring in Absolutely. the hat or yeah, throw their name in the hat for. I mean, he was a reliever of the year two years ago. The Brewers, for look, I, I don't understand it. The Brewers have struggled in the rotation, but their bullpen has ever been dominant under Craig Council. And to be able to add a name like Brad Hand, I'd love to see that. Can keep Hayter in his role. Absolutely. Put Brad Hand in as the closer. Um, but also Carlos Santana. Again, they got rid of <laughs> they got rid of him a couple years ago. He left. He's come back, declining him again. Which they're going to do, I'm not sure. Um, but as we keep going down the list, we talked about pitchers that the Cleveland Indians got rid of. The Rangers declined Corey Kluber, a, a Cy Young winner. Not guy surprised that there at tri- all, man. I mean, he went, right. And I, and I saw that name on our list today, and I just couldn't wait for it to come up because, you know, when he didn't start the year on the roster a year or so ago, um, the Brewers really talked about, you know, were talked about a lot in his game. And I kept going, uh, you know, I, I wasn't sold on him. I wasn't sold on him. They picked him up, and, and the Rangers picked him up. And what did he do for him? I mean, really, right, we're talking, this guy's not long removed from a Cy Young. I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I don't know if it's the approach he took to free agency that year. But I would have declined him, too. I wouldn't spend that kind of money. And we're ta- when we're talking about money I wouldn't spend, we could go right over to my next favorite team, the Cubs who extend Rizzo, who that's, all right, backtrack it here. That's money I probably would have spent, but they, they let John Luster go. I want to spend the money on him either. Uh, Mark Helio, you've seen plenty of the Cubs. Are you surprised that they that they renewed Rizzo? Is anybody? <laughs> I mean, no, of course not. I mean, John Luster, I mean, Richie. Are you surprised that they let Lester go? I mean, I'm not. I, when I think of the Cubs, I don't think at a whole lot at pitching depth. But I mean, was he worth it for what this guy was commanding no. in, in no, salary? They, they were, yeah. So he his option was for like twenty four million. Uh, at this point, Lester's not worth it. Um, but I do. I mean, I, I was hoping it was going to go the other way. I was hoping they were going to decline Rizzo, being a 30, 31 year old first baseman, and keep Lester because another name that I wanted Milwaukee to throw their their name in the hat for would have been getting finally getting a a hitting first oh, baseman. God. We haven't had uh, one with since Anthony Brooks Rizzo, left. but sent, right. But obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, so much expected by the Cubs. They're going through a lot of turnover as well. A lot of rumors as what's going to happen with with Chris Bryant. But as we're talking about free agency, it's not a strong year. I mean, the the two names that stick out are JT Realmuto, arguably the best all-around catcher in the game, and George Springer, uh, a power-hating outfielder, are the only two names being talked about for $100 million. Let me ask you guys this. With the type of year, there's a lot of talk of teams getting rid of payroll. There's a lot of teams talking about not spending do you think teams are going to spend as they normally do, or do you think COVID is going to control baseball's free agency more so than the actual teams themselves? Well, they're going to spend the money. They're going to. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it, it, it's 
the trophy is still the trophy. The rig is still the rig. Baseball fans didn't care. That. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I didn't feel that affected by COVID while watching this World Series. I felt it was a great World Series. It went the distance. It was competitive. It was everything I wanted to see from the sports. And because they're piping in sound, I, I'm less concerned about the cardboard cutouts in the stands. But from a visitor uh, or a viewer watching on TV, I felt that it was a pretty good experience. I felt the game was going well. I think they're still going to spend. Um, their owners aren't looking at this as a permanent situation. If they were looking at this a permanent situation, they'd be selling stadiums here. Nobody's doing that. Everybody's expected to be able to put people back, butts in the seat, and that's going to factor back into their money sooner rather than later. And they know, just like everything else, and especially if we're going to fall back on TV ratings now, you still need to have the product to watch. If they're going to change the channel, they weren't going to show up to the game. Either way, you need to have the product on the field. They're going to spend a little bit of money. Uh, and I'm not, I, I, I think they're going to see it. They'll pick it up. Uh, Springer, I think, is going to get more than $100 million. Matter of fact, folks, if he gets $150 million, I will go ahead and give away a Springer rookie card. i got a pile of those sitting in a drawer somewhere. Uh, my brother-in-law cleaned me onto him quick, so we'll make that the next giveaway. That's what I said, folks. i got a lot of baseball stuff. Richie and I, both former employees for Major League Baseball teams, uh, got tons of the stuff to give away. I'm going to empty, empty, empty it out. And with that, folks, I'm going to go ahead and bring us around to, I want to talk awards, all right? I know there's some coaching controversies, some finalists for things that are worth talking about here, but I want to hit awards before we hit anything else here. Richie, it's coming down to it. Um, Who do you think? MLB Awards, Golden Glove, I think they named already, Manager of the Year finalist, Rookie of the Year. Where do you want to start it off? Yeah, so I think uh, the most, I mean, let's let's go manager of the year. Uh, as we talk about the managers, I think there was a lot of surprise teams this year. Uh, Don Mattingly with the Marlins, I don't think anybody, not, look, nobody, first off, if you would have told me in April that the Marlins would, would make the playoffs in a shortened COVID season, not only that, but then eliminate the Cubs from the playoffs, one, I would have said you were crazy, and two, I would have said that would have been Christmas morning to watch the Marlins eliminate the Cubs from the playoffs. Um, so I, to me, I don't know that you can really go anywhere but Don Mattingly. The Marlins were the team that kind of set the standard for how we have to treat COVID as they were the party goers the first week of the season. They navigated the waters. They found a way to get all the games in. They found a way to win, uh, and they found a way to win a playoff series. I mean, it's... I think you got to give Don Mattingly the nod there. I, I absolutely agree. Don Mattingly has been a great coach almost everywhere uh, he's been. It's hard, you know, you don't see a lot, not a lot of players transition into great coaches. And I think Don Mattingly's a perfect example. I don't know how you'd go anywhere else with it. Barkilio, you got anybody other than Don Mattingly in this race? No, I'm about to say uh, no. it can't. It, I'm about to say the National League it kind of sews itself up. The American League, though, I think maybe is more of a bigger question. And so, Richie, I gotta know who do you got? I mean, you, we've got the we've got the three, right? We've got uh, yeah, Kevin Cash, Charlie Montoyo, Rick Renteria. My my heart, my heart, just as a 
middle finger to the organization. I really want Rick Renteria to win this award, kind of as his FU on his way out the door after the White Sox decided, oh, you got us to the playoffs? That's cool. Hey, see you later. We don't need you. We're going to go hire somebody else. So my heart wants me to have him win it, but realistically speaking, we just talked about the way Tampa Bay does things as their their roster is always changing, the payroll. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm picking my guy, Kevin Cash. Best record in the American League. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I think, again, those are both no-brainers. Let's move on to something that maybe is a little more controversial here. Rookie of the Year finalists. I'm going to start off with the AL here just because I have to. Uh, he really saved a huge part of... My fantasy season, he's been a huge pick for me. Uh, Kyler Lewis, you know, yeah, one of the Lewis, three yeah. finalists. Uh, great guy. You know, he's done great things in Seattle. I think he, he reminds me a lot of the kid himself there. And Ken Griffey Jr., it's one of those things where you know it when you see it. I feel like great things are going to be coming out of Seattle as a result. What about you? Yeah, I, I think... Uh, I, I would agree with that. I think Kyle Lewis will win it. Uh, he had a hard start, never really slowed down, where Lewis Robert hit a wall about halfway through the year. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I'm in the same boat on that one, Chris. Absolutely. And then, so, Rookie of the Year finalist, National League. Um, Richie. Devin Williams. I'm about to I mean, say. I'm about to, to say. Me, Devin, Devin. Uh, can we Devin all agree, Markilio? We all agree that we're going to pick the Brewer in this scenario, right? We're going to go with the Milwaukee Brewer relief pitcher. We don't need to know his name. All you need to do is show us the mustache. Uh, any <laughs> Brewer's reliever with a mustache gets my vote. Anytime he comes up in the conversation, uh, in case you didn't know, folks. But more so, let's talk about now. I, I will come back to the Cy Young here, which I, I kind of feel is a give is a give me here. Well, you know what? Let, let's talk to give me here. Does anybody else have National League Trevor Bauer, American League Chuck Bieber? Right? Is it any other way than that? No. Nope. Are we going to come out to say <laughs> that's? I don't. Why waste the air trying to talk about it, folks? If they mess this up, I'm going to write somebody. All right, but let's get down to the real conversation because I don't know so much that it's a question of the American League, but in the National League, the MVP finalist. All right, we've got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Manny Machado, all members of teams that did great, right? We're talking the Dodgers, we're talking the Braves, we're talking, <coughs> sorry, the Padres. You know, I like Mookie. Mookie is a once-in-a-generation baller, man. You know, whether you want to talk about it on the baseball field or in the bowling alley, I wouldn't want to run into this guy. Uh, but I'm going to maybe kind of buck the trend here with people who want to give it to Mookie Betts. Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves put together a year that's worthwhile. And in the playoffs, he did things that, you know, I mean, Mookie had a great playoff playoff run, but the Braves were the only team that had a chance of stopping the Dodgers there. They took it the distance. They really gave, I thought they get, I thought the way they handled that series and took it that far is the only reason that Tampa Bay had the shot that they had not tied to take away from Tampa Bay, not saying they couldn't get it done, but the reason they had as much of a chance as they had is because 
the is because the Braves took it to him and Freddie Freeman with his kids on the sideline. But I love to see guys have fun. I love to see him embrace the game, and I love to see him show up on the big stage. And Freddie Freeman did that in big games throughout the year. He did that every game of the season. He did it in the playoffs. Uh, I was hoping if anybody was if it wasn't going to be the Dodgers, it was going to be him. Still refer you to my flawless National League bracket, but he's. He, He's the he's it with me, Freddie Freeman, uh, Mark Helio. Where you know the three man? Man, I, I feel as if it's kind of what you said, but it's kind of, it's kind of in reverse. Um, I I feel I mean I, of course for the for the season I feel like Freddie Freeman would have been my pick if we would have stopped at the end of the regular season. Yeah. But as we played through the playoffs and eventually got to the championship, I, I got to go with Mookie. Um, it's almost like the, the analogy of a Giannis Antetokounmpo versus a LeBron James. Right. Well. Yeah, and, and so, Marquilla, like you said, it's it's hard to – and usually, I when I say usually, I mean a non-COVID type of a situation. Traditionally, they vote, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, they traditionally vote at the end of the regular season – and then they 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 announce after everything's all wrapped up. And to your point, that's kind of where I was too. Uh, I was in the toss up between the two guys you guys both named for the same reason. Um, but similarly to the conversation we've had before, I think the MVP is a regular season award. If you're that dude in the playoffs, you will then receive the MVP of whatever your championship is, whether it's a series or one game. And for that reason. I went with Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I, I thought Freddie Freeman. The other part with Freeman is, is the, here's the, the seller for me. Over the weekend, Freddie Freeman's out with his kids trick-or-treating down in Georgia, and he's walking across the street to a kid who's decked out in a baseball gear, and, he, and the kid's got a Freddie Freeman shirt on, and he walks over and goes, Hey, are you supposed to be me for Halloween? And the little kid's scared out of his mind going, Yes, yes, yes. And he goes, Well, here. Trick or treat, happy Halloween, signs the kid's jersey and walks off trick or treating with his kids. You can't beat that. That's my seller, Freddie Freeman. You're the MVP on and off the field. All right, folks. Well, before we move on to our all franchise Dodger team, folks, because in case you don't know, it's Thursday night and football's about to start. You've got two. Uh, Richie just doesn't know he's a Packers fan yet, but you've got two <laughs> Packers fans here who want to get to watch the game. So, folks, we're going to move this right along. Real quick, folks, with Hit It and Quit It, we're talking the AL MVP list. Before we get into the Dodgers all-time, uh, I'm going to give you my one, two, three on it. I'm going to start it with who I think I'm going to give it to, Jose Abreu, uh, DJ LeVehu is a short second. Jose Ramirez wasn't really in the conversation for me. Great year. Definitely deserves to be in the conversation, I guess. Uh, but just really one one the highlight for me. I'm going Jose Abreu here. Go Sox. Yeah, for me for me, I I uh we will we don't agree on this one. And for the same reason I thought Cody Bellinger won it last year. He had a hot start, awful end, but the hot start won him the trophy. I'm going the exact same reason for uh for Jose Ramirez to win it this year. He was the best bat. He was the best player in the second half of the year. And I think that's going to sit with a lot of voters. And it's going to swing a lot of votes, possibly enough away from Abreu and LeMahieu, where Ramirez, from a point standpoint, 
We'll jump both of them. Oh, I smell a bet coming. I'm going Jose Abreu. Abreu. That's two for three. We'll see. I think there's a drink challenge coming up in our future, folks. One of these days, we'll have to clue you in on one of our outings. You can come out, join us for a drink, and get shamed as three guys from Milwaukee drink you under the table. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. With that note, we're going to come close to the end of our show here, but we're going to hit the all-franchise team, the L.A. Dodgers. Gentlemen, I'm not sure if you want me to start it off. Richie, if you want to go there. Yeah, I'll, I'll look, I'll start it off because I, I didn't take a whole lot of notes on this because I wanted to keep it short and sweet because we could sit here and talk all day. Uh, but as I went through, uh, I'll explain a couple of why I went with why I went. Uh, but Roy Campanella right off the bat at catcher. Uh, a lot of these guys, you're going to hear a lot of what would have been the Brooklyn Dodgers players uh, as the Dodgers have been around for a long time. Uh, but first base, Roy Campanella, a three-time MVP, a World Series champ, speaks for itself. Uh, at first base, there was a couple of names that I was considering. I ultimately went with Steve Garvey, a World Series champ, an MVP. But what set it apart for me was the four gold gloves. At second base, this is where I, I kind of was going back and forth. I originally had Jackie Robinson at first base. But Jackie Robinson played most of his career as a second baseman. Uh, so I went with him at second base. We all know everything about Jackie Robinson. I, I don't need to go into all the accolades. There's a day named after him. <laughs> I mean, that that says enough about what he did for uh, breaking down the color barrier. At third base, Ron Say, a World Series champ, a World Series MVP. Shortstop, Maury Willis, a three-time champ, an MVP um, and a stolen base kind of genius, the guy who really paved the way for, for these big-time base stealers. Duke Schneider, another guy that, that old baseball heads are going to love, a two-time champ, led the league in homers and RBIs. Willie Davis, a two-time World Series champ, joins him in the outfield, three-time gold gloves, three-time gold glove winner. Uh, all of these stats are while they were with the Dodgers, not for the entirety of their career. Uh, Zach Wheat, another guy who was with Brooklyn well before they even thought about moving to L.A. He was a batting champ, no no World Series, uh, but he was a 317 career hitter, which is impressive in its own right. And nine, and when you to get to should be in the Hall of Fame. And and when you get to pitchers, look, I, I mean, you you literally could write the names down, throw them in a hat, and draw. <laughs> but when you talk about the L.A. Dodgers and you talk about just the who's who's of pitching, that conversation starts with Sandy Koufax. I, I mean, that's where every pitching, it's Nolan Ryan and it's Sandy Koufax. You start with those two names and you kind of go everywhere else. Uh, but then you follow that up, you talk about Clayton Kershaw, Fernando Valenzuela, um, and then Don Sutton. And I was debating throwing a, uh, a closer in there. I was debating between Kenley Jansen and Eric Gagne. Uh, but ultimately... The three World Series champions, championships, and the Cy Young led me to go with uh, my final pitcher was Don Drysdale. All right. Well, man, Mark Helio, come at me, y'all. All right. So, <laughs> let's see. We got, we got Steve Garvey. We started at first base. Wes Parker, uh, Gil Hodges. Let's go to second base. I say Davey Lopez. Wow. 
Wow. Skipped over. Uh, you you got to be the old. You skipped over. Base. Jack, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Over. Jack, got, he might have Jackie in the outfield, though. No, Jackie Robinson, second base. Of course, of course. It was either going to be first base or second base, but Jackie Robinson, needless to say, of course. Um, third base, Asian Beltre. Um, I had to get more modern. I had to go with Justin Turner, man, with what he's doing. And that's all the more reason why they need to sign him right now. Slap a mask on um, his ass. Slap a mask on his ass. Man. Um, pitchers, just as Richie said, it's, it's a gang of them, but Don Sutton, Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, or Hershiser, and Clayton Kershaw. Um, catchers were Capanella. Um, uh, Mike Piazza, uh, Mike Sosha, um, shortstop Pee Wee Reese, Archie Vaughn, Mari Willis, Duke, and go to the, I just put him in the outfield, Duke Snyder, of course. It's funny, funny story is, you guys will never figure this, but the, the first jersey that I ever wore, First baseball jersey ever was a Duke Snyder jersey. Really? I would have never guessed really? that. You're right. I would have. Duke You're Snyder right, jersey. I would have. Duke Snyder jersey because they had a whole bunch of different jerseys at J.C. Penney. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> and I just like I like how that Dodgers look. Yeah. <laughs> I can't blame you there. I can't blame you there. All right, yeah. man. So, All right, man. So Dusty wow. Baker too, of course, and one 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 vote that. Not a lot of people. Of course, he had the moment, but when I think of Dodgers and think of baseball, he's never been an all-star, but Kirk Gibson, man. Kirk Gibson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that wrap up your list, y'all? Absolutely. Does that wrap up your list, y'all? Yeah. I mean, uh, I got to throw Mookie Betts on there, too. It's only one season, but (laughs) he put on a uniform. I thought the same about about Adrian Beltre. I was really tempted to go Beltre. Well, yeah, I had to. Well, he put on a uniform, and I said Beltray. So at the end of the day, well, you know. I think we're going to see a lot of similarities here. I've got to kind of take the best from both lists, almost in some cases. Uh, I also went Mike Piazza with catcher. Really, I you know he's the 1993 NL Rookie of the Year, six straight All Stars, six straight Silver Sluggers. He may be, probably is one of the greatest hitting catchers of all time. He, really, it's his defense that called him into play, and at us, and, and to think that he was a 62nd round pick, you know that's that's Pater. Uh, I also. Went then for first base. I went Andre Gonzalez. I also went newer. I like to I, I like to pick guys I, who I'm familiar with. You know, over a thousand RBIs, uh, 45 slugging percentage. The guy definitely raked. Uh, you know, granted he didn't do a whole lot at the end of his career. Second base, no doubter. Uh, same reason for you, Richie Jackie Robinson. Uh, shortstop Pee Wee Reese again. My old old timers list. Can't say I did the same when I came to third base. Third base, I also went with Adrian Beltran, man. You know, uh, I know he didn't play there long, but again, we talk about a guy, 286 lifetime hitter, 477 home runs, right? Member of the 3,000 hit club. I mean, wow. What else? You know, four-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, five-time Golden Glove, and two-time Platinum Glove. Really, then we get into the outfield here, and I broke it down by position because you talk about depth 
at the pitcher position for the Dodgers when you want to start an all-time list. Certainly, you could do that same boat there. I hated Gary Sheffield. I hated Gary Sheffield. I mean, I did. I hated Gary Sheffield. Folks, one day I'll tell you. You didn't even like him when he was oh, a brewer? I hated him. Well, no, he was you a probably brewer. loved him when he I was hated a him. You're talking to a guy who nearly got thrown out of a game. Uh, funny joke, funny story, guys. This is how I met. First baseball game I ever went to my wife with was a Brewers-Braves game. I was sitting behind the warm-up circle for uh, the Braves on the visiting team feds. I couldn't have been more than the fifth row. And Gary Sheffield's there warming up in the batting box, you know, warming up in the warm-up circle. And I yell out, Gary, you're supposed to run that line, not snort it. And no joke, he took a minute. He stopped swinging, turned around, gave me the eye, took a breath. Everybody there was just laughing. My, my future wife, the future Mrs. Loudmouth Chris, uh, Took one look at me and was like, oh, my God, did you just say that? And I was like, oh, I said it. I said it. That's how much I hated Gary Sheffield. Here it came down to be for uh, either Dusty Baker, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, and coach who finally gets it done, Zach Wheat, is where Zach Wheat's where I ended up for left field. All right, again, Hall of Famer, Dodgers fans, I don't need to bring you. Right field, Kurt Gibson. Yeah, I, I couldn't look past it, man. Right field, I put Kirk. I don't. I, I want the G-man firing off shots. Center field, I bounced around a little bit. Duke Schneider, Matt Kemp, Willie Davis, all ones I thought about. And I think if we're talking about right here, right now, center field, I got to put the Duke there. Pitchers, Richie, absolutely agree with you. And I'll be all Sandy Koufax. I put Clayton Kershaw as my number two. Uh, Oral Hershiser, man. For those of you who don't know it, go out and look up Oral Hershiser. Oral dealt in the 80s, 80s and 90s, man. Yeah. I grew up with Oral Hershiser. The Dodgers at, the, at that point were not the greatest team on the face of earth, and uh, Oral Hershiser made them a better team. Dodd Sutton to round up. And then finally, four by closer to wrap it all up, Eric Gagne there. That's right. Eric Gagne is my closer. Now, I say that, folks. I'm aware that he didn't do much after the steroid one. A lot of you are going to know that I am not a huge fan of the steroid era, but I, I, I got to hit you with a little bit of the numbers here, right? It's not that he holds just the record for most saves uh, for the franchise at 171, but he holds the top three spots for saves in the season. That's 55, 52, 45. All right. It is yeah, well, and, and Chris, all you got to do to sum it up is there's not many closers who've won a site young. And and he's one of them. I mean, that, eighty four consecutive saves. Right. Dude, you're right. You know, right after yeah. he was all right for closers with the Cy Young. Is it ever going to be tarnished with the juicy? Absolutely. Uh, but we look at a lot. We have to take a look at baseball in that light constantly. I can't look past them. I don't know that I'd, I'd put anybody else on that list. Folks, we're going to wrap it up here with the you don't want this smoke play or player of the game. All right, Richie, hit me with it, brother. Who's the you don't want this smoke player player yeah. of the week? Yep, so two weeks ago, uh, Jalen Waddell got hurt on the very first play of Alabama's football game. And there was talk about, man, they, they can't be as explosive as they were. 
And, you know, as the media's talking about, oh my God, Jalen Waddle, oh my God, Jalen Waddle, uh, <clears throat> this young man sends out a text message to every person in the media, every person in the state of Alabama, and every person in the state of Mississippi that watched this game. Devontae Smith, 11 catches, 203 yards, four tutties. He said, listen here, Deep South, you don't want this smoke. Mark Helio, man, hit us with it, brother. Who's the you-don't-want-the-smoke player, player of the game? Oh, man, this this player, player was more of a, a, a beast, beast <laughs> in the sixth round, man. I got to go back to Javante Tank Davis with the hook from hell, uh, stepping to the left, parrying a punch, and coming up with the hyper uppercut. <laughs> Javante Davis. You don't want that smoke. Folks, I'm going to go ahead and pick one far out of the left here to break from our normal sports routine. My, you don't want this smoke. You don't want this smoke player. Play of the week is Nevada. Can you hurry up and choose a president already? (laughs) You don't want this smoke, Nevada. Don't make me come down there and decide it myself. No one will be happy. Folks, with that, I just want to remind you one last time here that we're doing our giveaway. We're cleaning out some stuff. We're giving away a Robin Yout rookie card. This is how it works. Just got to go to ES3N on Instagram.com. That's at the T-H-E-E-S-3-N on Instagram. Go ahead and follow us there. Then on our giveaway post, you won't be able to miss it. It will say giveaway. It will have Robin Yout in it. Go ahead and tag five of your friends. Go ahead and listen to the post from there. And bam, just like that, we'll add you to our drawing for a free Robin Yout rookie card. There's absolutely no purchase necessary. Again, that post is going to go up on Saturday, November 7th. And then come Tuesday, November 24th at midnight, we're going to close it up. And we're going to randomly select an entry from our Instagram post. And that person will win themselves a 1975 Tops rookie card. We're looking forward to gifting that away. We hope to hear from you soon. From all of us at the Essential Sports Network, hosted by the Three Essential Workers, we want to thank you for staying tuned, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>